0: Welcome to Van Lathan's The Red Pill, where we give you the brutal truth of reality. Today's guest, personal hero of mine, Master P. The name of this podcast is 8515. That refers to the unprecedented deal that Master P got from Priority Records. 85% of the deal went to him and No Limit Records. 15% went to the record company. That, my friends, is fucking insane what type of mindset does a man have to have to even ask for that you really got to believe in yourself and what made Master P mogul businessman movie producer father basketball player believe that he could do everything that he ended up accomplishing in this world and also another question did Master P almost have to kick Kobe Bryant's ass he answers all of these questions pop some pills Enjoy it. The brothers dropping jewels. I'm from the country. My daddy is from yeah. a place called Maringwind, Louisiana. Population, seventeen hundred. I saw the Chafalaya Basin in Louisiana. You know what I'm saying? Swamps, <laughs> pits. My mama's from South Baton Rouge.
1: All right, she do not a- know nothing about that. Man, I got this kid mm-hmm. in Baton Rouge. I don't know if you heard of him. You heard of Tommy Brown? Yeah. He blowing up, man. Yeah. yeah. You fucking with him? Yeah. Word. He blowing up. How are you involved? That's just my little people. I'm, I'm helping them. Mm. How much of that do
0: you do? How much of, because, um, are we rolling, by the way? Yeah, we are. Okay. First of all, give it up for Master P, everybody. Yeah. What's so, up? Let me tell you something before we go. Like, my relationship with Master P is one of the things that, is most interesting in my life because, once again, you have me sitting across from somebody who, during the years where I was formulating thought, yeah. where I was coming into my own, this was the soundtrack. Yeah. To what and you guys kind of put that together. You know what I mean? That that whole
1: thing, that movement really changed music, man. Yeah, yeah. People people don't realize like, at that time the South really wasn't getting this just due. You either had to be from the East Coast or the West Coast. Right. And even though you had the ghetto boys, uh, it still wasn't a lot of Southern artists just really getting the shine. And yeah. because I, I think they thought that we was just country. Like, yeah. like you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, I, and we were talking about that, like even with cribs, so people don't know what. That's why I, I put my house on cribs. Because yeah, talk about that
0: because we were talking about that in, 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 a, a second ago. Everybody yeah. remembers the the episode of MTV Cribs where P yeah. showed that he had the big lake or the the, the big the biggest estate yeah. and the
1: elevator and yeah. stuff
0: like that. And you were telling me that that was kind of the beginning of yeah. cribs. That
1: that was that was the very beginning of it all. Nobody wanted to show their house back in those days. Think about it. You never seen Puffy House. You never seen Sugar House. Nobody was showing their crib, right? But I just wanted to show the world that we not riding on cows and horses, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we really right. live in a good lifestyle. We worked hard, you mm-hmm. know, and we do have rose Royces. We do have mansions, mm-hmm. and that was in the nineties, right? So the one thing that was a
0: uh, uh, something that I've been really into, and we've talked to about. To, to other people that have been on the podcast. We had a conversation about Damon Dash on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Something, One thing that stuck out about No Limit, especially in those early days, was I made a list of all the businesses because people think it's all about music. Yeah. But we knew down there that it was about more than this. Yeah. And it was about something that we need to, that as a community, we need to talk about. We're talking about down there you guys had a realty company. Yeah. You guys had movie production. Yeah, I know that rap snacks are out now, but yeah. rap snacks originated yeah. with 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 you guys. Yeah, you guys. I think it had one time was there no limit cell phones. Yeah, so you had all kinds of different things. So the black entrepreneurship and the black owned the sort of feeling of self contained wealth that was a big deal for kids that were growing up then. What made that so important to you then?
1: Well, I mean we never owned anything we always had to work for somebody and uh people don't know in baton rouge i brought the coca-cola building knocked that down it was building offices you got turned into a big production company uh but just ownership it was all about ownership we we needed to own product can't just be about the music because look 20 years later if your music ain't hot what are you going to be doing right and that's what i was trying to show people back then you have to diversify your portfolio you have to have product i mean i had my own dog back then to make them say un-dog. Which, yeah i
0: remember that You know,
1: we put out movies uh i played in the nba watch i got a I, I got a what you got for me i got a i got a gift for you this is the first now you got to be kidding this is the first jersey the official and this, this yours. Whoa. So I'm to, So you'll be. Able, everybody else have to buy this with, for, hey. for for the All Star game in Charlotte next year. You know, we about to shut the whole city down.
0: Man.
1: So you got the. So you this got was the fir- official one That's that you ball with. Look yeah. at the
0: city. man, bro. Yeah. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. that,
1: So man. I mean, people don't know all the work I had to put in to be a professional athlete oh. and come from entertainment. Yeah. Because it just don't go together. I probably was the first pro athlete with tattoos. I don't know. Like, it <laughs> goes. I mean, it was crazy because they didn't think until they actually see me play. So a lot of people are confused a little
0: bit about that. Yeah. And just in general, I feel like I'm from Baton Rouge. Yeah. I know the story, and a lot of people who are into hip-hop know the story. But the beginnings of Master P leading up to the point to where
1: all of this stuff happens. hmm just take us back real quick. like. You... Well, so people don't know basketball really was my life. Like That saved me, that took me out the to projects. Took me to college, the University of Houston. Uh, and I got hurt and I got into the music. I had to find something else. Right. When my grandfather died, I really just, my grandfather was like, you need to do something else with your life. Don't just sit around here. And, and, and I just like, really, I wanted to tell my story, but when I got to Richmond, California and I opened a record store, that's when I got into like so. I used to have like from Tupac to Spice One, the E Forty, the to Two Short, uh, Easy, all these guys to come to my record store. So I, 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 just wanted to live. I said, so I'm, you knew Tupac? Yeah, I knew all of them. So they, so I used to sell their music at, on consignment mm-hmm. at, at my record store at No mm-hmm. Limit. So if people don't know No Limit was a retail store first in, in Richmond, California. So it wasn't the label first. It was No Limit, a retail record store. So you got to imagine me, a 19-year-old kid owning a, a record store. So it was really No Limit Records. No, like, Limit, no Limit Records. Limit, I, was of... selling, I was selling all kinds of records. My whole thing was get music, rap music, the next day to you through FedEx and UPS. That's That was my niche.
0: Mm. So What's how that? long did that go to? Because you know it's funny? It's funny that you say that because when the first time I ever heard a true... Yeah, uh, uh, you guys. It was Marvin through the hood.
1: Yeah, that track. And then yeah. y'all
0: was in Richmond in that video. He was in
1: Richmond in that video. And so
0: I we I didn't know that y'all were even from Louisiana at this point. Yeah, we were, I was a little younger. Yeah. And so when you came back and when when I'm about it, which yeah. by the way, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, but pump. Put I'm about it on if you. And then went, doo, yeah. doo, when 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 that comes in. Yeah. Anybody from the south. Oh yeah. That's the anthem. So. When you were talking about the fact that you were from New Orleans and stuff like that, for a lot of
1: people, like, I, I didn't know. So what happened was when I was in Richmond, it was kind of, like, hard for me to catch on because, you know, I was from the South. All I talk about is New Orleans. Yeah. And uh, you find me in the Saints had a jersey or right, something like right. that. And it just, it really wasn't working. But it was good, but it wasn't what they was used to. Right. You know, and uh, and I was just I I was like I got to go back home. to come home. You know, and when I went back home, I really was able to find my niche. But I, I learned the hustle game of the independent business in Richmond. Right. Uh, and and I learned it. From uh, St. Charles, that was E Forty Uncle. Me and him got to be real jam. E Forty and the Click got yeah.
0: guys who you featured very heavily on oh, that yeah. Oil No Limit stuff. They yeah. were all over. The, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we got we
1: got a, we got a great relationship. Me and E Forty and his brothers and his sister. It was like, you know, that's that's where I learned the game from. Uh, from me for the uncle, St. Mm-hmm. Charles. So at St. Charles, I always was about distribution, putting his own music out. And he was in Vallejo, so I used to drive down there mm-hmm. and holler at him. And so I started getting my music into uh, City Hall Records. Right. And then... Uh, so the Bay Area was very influential. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, man, I used to hang out with JT, the bigger figure, all the time, uh, rapping Forte, uh, EA Ski, and CMT. They, they were, That was my producers back then before... The KLCs and the Beats, Beats by the by Pound. Pound. Yeah. yeah.
0: So at what point, you, you come back home, you know, you start making records. At what point did you go, yo, this is working?
1: Yeah, well, we was in the Bay. Uh, me, Mr. Servone, and KLC and Mia X, and, and you know, we was making songs. I was in K. Lou's studio. Mm-hmm. So K. Lou did a lot of music for me, too. And uh, we was like, man, this jamming, but we don't have that bottom. We don't have that New Orleans bounce, and you know, even bringing KL to to uh, to California, it still we, we felt like something was missing. I think the the element of being in our environment, this this is us, you know, this is where we grew up at, and, and the music just started pouring out once right. once we got home. It just it it was it was right because I was like a fish out of water, right? <laughs> you know right, what I'm right, saying? Right, right, so yeah, but it, I mean, I was able to do what I did in the Bay Area and then I was able to you know go back home and take it to the next level because nobody was doing what I was doing independently. Yeah.
0: So the independent thing we're talking about like because you're you're kind of you kind of come before at least to us. Yeah. Um you know, I remember watching Rap City when they were talking about the cash money deal and the mm-hmm. rest of these other deals and all these other people who had gotten on. Mm-hmm. But by this point, you had already been with Priority, right? Oh, yeah. So, now,
1: I've already had a distribution deal, eighty five, fifteen.
0: Nobody ever
1: got that nah, deal nobody. again. Nah.
0: How in the world did you get Priority to give you eighty five, fifteen? That They well, stopped that after that.
1: Yeah, so I had to have my own marketing money, which was 200000 So you got to imagine having $200,000. Let, let
0: me break in real quick. If people don't know, when we say eighty five, fifteen. Master P and No Limit Records had a legendary distribution deal with Priority Records where P, not the company, No Limit had 85 and the distribution company had 15. Yeah. So I just want to make sure people understand (laughs) how fucking crazy that
1: is.
0: (laughs) But go, you, so you were saying.
1: Yeah. So, uh, with that, you know, me, me and, me and my guy got together, Baez, which is, you know, my right-hand dude, and mm-hmm. we grew up together. And, uh, and, and we was like, we're going to do something different. We're we going to do—we ain't just in it for the money, you know. I put up my own bread, and I said, if this pay off, it's going to pay off for real. Because, I, I mean, before that deal, I turned down a million dollars with Jimmy Iovine. So you turned down a million. I turned down. They offered me a million dollars. That was for straight. That was that was for straight. Like to sign artist. you as an artist. Yeah, to sign me as an artist. So and what this this was from Interscope or would you have been yeah. with Death Row? Or would you have been no? With, no, it was in, with Interscope. A
0: million dollars. Yeah. And this was on the strength of what that he was signing you. I on? guess after Ice Cream Man. That, what?
1: it was right before Ice Cream Man. I was just making a real buzz in the street. And you
0: turned down a million dollars from yeah Jeffing. yeah yeah. How did you? How does somebody make a decision to turn down a million dollars?
1: Because when I, you know, by me going to college, so I tell people all the time, like, even my kids, like, you need to be a student athlete. Like, by me going to college, playing basketball, I, I really was in the school. Yeah. And so I read the contract. I read the contract, and the contract said, you know, I couldn't use my name. I didn't have the rights for this and all that. You no, know, for seven years. And I said, I started adding it up. You know, I, got, I live in a project with 14 people in a three-bedroom apartment. You know, if I gave everybody $100,000, I ain't going to have nothing. Nothing left. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, if this man offered me a million dollars, how much am I worth? And, mm-hmm. I, and me and my brother, me and C was together, I said, because he was mad. He was like, man, take that million dollars. Anybody would say that,
0: especially a million dollars didn't seem like. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And so I start thinking, I said, I got to be worth 10, 20, or 30. And just start saying that. hmm and And by him offering me that, it made me go back home and work hard. So I was like really selling CDs out the trunk of my car, saving my money up and and when I got the distribution deal offer, you know I needed 200 grand to do the marketing, right. which I had because I was already selling CDs and cassettes out the trunk of my car. I yeah. was just I started going everywhere to New York to Texas to Florida, Chicago. I imagine you had a probably a little nest egg saved
0: up from that other career too yeah well i
1: don't know about that (laughs) i feel what you're saying so so Um,
0: (laughs) but uh, i feel what you're saying so you were able to come with that marketing money and then they were you able to make that deal happen for yourself
1: yeah i was able to get that deal done and it was no other deal ever done like that and i want to tell people how i found out about the deal was michael jackson attorney which he charged me twenty five thousand to sit down to talk to him, just to take the meeting, just to take the meeting. So sometimes you got to invest. That was I was upset about it, but it's probably the best twenty five I ever spent. So you, you sit down with him. He yeah.
0: tells you that. So you're, you now you've at this point you've paid the two hundred thousand dollars, or you're going you're preparing to pay two hundred thousand dollars out of your own pocket. You've also paid twenty five thousand bucks. So mm-hmm. we're, we're looking at around two hundred twenty five thousand dollars, which. Yeah. I don't know how much people know about uh, South Louisiana, where we're from, Yeah. but $225,000. That's a lot of money, That's especially back then.
1: That's a lot of money. No, you know, you know my, my grandmother didn't even have a car back then. Yeah. You know, so it was like, but being able to get out and work and save up your bread and have vision that you want to make it in life, like mm-hmm. I invested everything back in me. So I tell you all the time, no matter what I'm doing, don't count me out because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it. You know, because we come from New Orleans, like the hurricane town. We all go through things. Mm-hmm. And I tell people all the time, like, uh, even the room, I want to show you... I- Brought your bottle too. This is oh, the, man, I this got the gifts. next billion dollar idea this. right here. I got gifts. This already <laughs> blowing up. This is called Sugar Skull Rum. Yeah. And this is the biggest yes. drink already in the South. Nobody has rum. So you got Diddy has the vodka. You uh-huh. got the people got tequila. Jay-Z mm-hmm. got the champagne. Mm-hmm. And uh um, Sugar Skull
0: Rum. Let me tell I, you something about this rum, P.
1: Yeah. I haven't tried it yet, but We have Lauren in the building right
0: here. This is rapper loving Lauren. She loves rappers. That's her thing. Oh, yeah. Her thing is rappers around Hollywood. She just loves rappers. Come on, man. And so, like, I saw her. She loves rappers. Don't let her. (laughs) This bullshit. So, this is the type of situation for you, Lauren, this room, okay, when you're hanging out. Well, I don't know, Lil Fizz or whoever it is, <laughs> you know, you can get some of this rum in you, you know what I'm saying? Get some of this rum in them. Yeah. So, you're, you're business minded, you're doing your whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, my question is, you seem to believe in yourself and know that you, that investing in yourself, uh, it was where the future was really going to go. Yeah. And you see with these various businesses, we're going to talk extensively about the things that you have going on. Um, that that seems to be the move. Almost every man who's, man or woman, mm-hmm. who has changed the world, yeah. Um. if you're talking about Steve Jobs, if you're talking about Bill Gates, mm-hmm. uh, if you're talking about even our social leaders uh, like Martin Luther King Jr. or Bob Johnson yeah. from BET, at one point, all of these people believed in themselves yeah. where they were willing to bet on themselves. Yeah. Dr. King was willing to put and I just use him because it's somebody everybody knows was willing to put himself in harm's way for us and stuff yeah. like that why do you think as a culture sometimes as black people we're so willing to take the million dollars and not see the bigger picture of the generational wealth that comes from believing in
1: yourself well I think that most of us don't want to work cuz there's a lot of hard work. Like people don't realize even though I had that deal 8515, but that mean I had to get out there and work. I had to jump on planes. I had to be in all these different cities. This is my company. So I had to meet with the Blockbusters. I had to meet with the K-Marks, the Walmarts. You know, I had to actually physically show up there. And probably wasn't doing none of that. No, no. This is this is all me because I'm I am i am the marketing side of the business. Yeah. So I I, F, I definitely had to get out there and show up every time so it was no sleep and it. it was no some cities I hit three and four times so some people ready to take the money you know right. they just want the fame until now you famous for a while and the money is not there. you live in an apartment or you're not where you want to be at now you angry or mad right but you accepted those deals I mean back in the days I looked at some of the deals that big artists some of them had four and seven percent deals yeah and it was crazy, and and which
0: to them, to be fair to those people, that was still probably more money that they never oh yeah, seen no, in their yeah, life. Yeah,
1: it, it was, but it's just like knowing because you don't know how big you're gonna blow up, mm-hmm. and so imagine if you're never gonna blow up and you just want the advance checks, those deals are good. Mm-hmm. But what if you? I want to take my career to the next level. I mean, you, you're going to probably end up on one of those shows where they're now or what happened to them. Right. Yeah. But, you know, in life, I, I even tell people all the time, you, the reason why you got to bet on yourself in life is ups and downs all the time. Mm-hmm. So you got to have something prepared when those down times come, how you going to get back up. Right. How, much, how, how many of these lessons would you
0: say that you learned? on the streets of New Orleans. How many? How much of this stuff comes from a place that you can't learn in college? I know you said that you went yeah, to college.
1: Yeah, I went to college, but a lot of the business stuff that I learned, um, I learned it uh, by experience. Uh, mm-hmm. Coming up in hard times, it made me tougher. Right. Because even a lot of my peers that went to college with me, some of them are not even working right now. You know, they are looking for jobs. So what I... The the poverty and the pain, I use it to build me, you know, which a lot of people, they take it down. I hear even some, some kids, oh, my dad ain't around or my mom ain't around. You know, I had all those kind of problems, but that didn't stop me. I live with my grandparents, right. you know, so you got to stop making excuses and you, you, you let that pain drive you to success. And I tell people all the time, that's just all it is for me. You know, when you just believe that you could do it and you're willing to put the work in. It's no limit to your success. Where So at some point, you go from being
0: the, now you're the boss. Yeah. Now yeah. you have a label, yeah. right? Yeah. Now the label's popping. I'll never forget it. there used to be a time for everybody that's listening to this where you couldn't get every single little bit of news at the tip of your fingers, right? Yeah. There was a time where you couldn't find out what songs were number one on the chart just by hitting a button. Yeah. Like, you either had to buy Billboard magazine or it had to come on TV. I remember waking up one, I guess, Saturday morning or Friday morning I was watching Headline News and the guy was like, the top five albums in the country right now, it was number five, blah, 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 number four, blah, 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 number three, blah, 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 number two, ghetto D Master Pete and I was like yo what the he's got the number one two record number two record in the country like at this point you're not big for the south you're not big regionally you're big and now you're the CEO and the boss of that label did your perspective change when your number of employees grew Because now, to a degree, Mm -hmm. you're no longer the guy going into meetings demanding things. You're the guy on the other side of the table. And you're dealing with people from your own community who I'm sure you want to do straight business with. But you also want to help them change their lives. How do you balance that as a black executive?
1: Well, I, I balance it by just being real with everybody and saying, I have a business now. I, I want to grow this business. I want to put good people around. I also want to help my people, and I'm not going to let somebody home my business. So I start thinking, I need to start giving back. I start building foundations. I start doing things for the community. But I wanted the right people around. Either had I also had to start eliminating people that wasn't right for my gr- for my brand and the growth of my company, and I had to do that also. So I, whether it was relatives, friends, or whatever, it's like. I would rather give them something and let them move on than let them destroy my business because I'm thinking the future, I'm thinking I want to be here in the 21st century, you know, to be able to be here. Now, I had to make some changes. Don't be afraid to grow and change. And I think a lot of people as executives, they get to a certain level, they still want to be the hardest guy in the world, and you don't have to do that. It's like... We we never was known for that. We just stood up whenever we had to, but we was like we come here to do business. We was able to do big business with big corporations right. because they knew that that we we was businessmen. Why do you think now it's so important for everybody to be image first? Well, because you know, artists and company owners don't realize that your business is built on doing sponsorships. So if your image is not right. You won't be able to get those big sponsorship dollars. Right. And I think a lot of guys lose a lot of money because they're only thinking about the moment. They're not thinking about how is it going to affect their career. And a lot of guys fall off after that. Uh, I was reading how, like, a lot of uh, a lot of the new talent, they was losing a lot of deals because of the things they put up. Even uh, sports guys, mm-hmm. you know, all the trouble and all the different things they're getting into – and they losing a lot of big deals just because of their personal life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do they need
0: to, when, in a situation like that, if it's a rapper or an athlete or whoever, do they need to change who they are or change what they show? Do you need to become a different person well, or do you I, need to ch- I th- change I think, what you
1: portray? I think you be yourself, but you also got to realize that you have a lot of people watching you now yeah. because of the social media and stuff like that. So you got to leave your personal life behind closed doors mm-hmm. and that's hard for somebody once you you're making a lot of money you just want to go out and party and have fun but uh i think you got to come to a happy medium how big do you want to be and you know how much sponsorship money you really want in your right. career
0: right master p rolls with no security yeah explain it I, i've never like, like <laughs> I, I mean it just like that <laughs> like you like uh, we met talked a bunch of times they're they're not five six guys around you making sure that you're safe. Well
1: let me me tell you something man I come from a very bad place I changed my life I have God with me if if something is not serious nobody really want to go to prison for you so if it gets serious I have to handle it myself I'm not dependent on you know, but I, I do like if I do like big events and stuff like that. Bassing but but I them. but I love my fans. It's like you know, fans. People don't realize, man. We come from a hard place. People want to see you made it. People want to see your success. They want to be able to say, man, this is a real guy. Right. And that's it. I I work too hard to be able to come out my house and you know I'm not tripping on haters. I'm I I'm, I'm blessed by the best. I I put I put my trust in God, not in man. Right. And then I know what I'm capable of doing. All right. You know okay. what I'm saying? <laughs> so and that's how I've been my whole life. I, I, I mean, man, I grew up in one of the most dangerous projects in the world. Mm. If and you don't know, that is? The Calio Projects in New Orleans. Right. And I've always, people, people want respect, but you got to give it. I've always given other people respect. And that's how my life is. It's not about me trying to be no tough guy. Because it's not like, because anybody could get caught. That's right. how life goes. Right. So I tell people all the time, a good run be the best thing. Mm, so So Yeah, and it's like, if you treat people right, people are going to treat you right. You know? Right. I mean, I grew up in a project. Like, if you look at all the stuff that's happening, you got to survive. I don't care if you living in a bad place. It's how you treat people. Right. If you treat people wrong, yeah, people are going to, you know. Come at you. Yeah. And my thing is, I... I mean, I love my fans, and I understand it's it's some people out there that just test you just to be doing it. But then, you know, I live my life on defense. I don't, you know, even I'm an offensive player. But right, you know, speaking of that, yeah. so let's let's
0: speak. <laughs> well, that's a perfect segue. Yeah. So I want to paint y'all a picture. Master yeah. P now, no limit comes. I mean, the hits start rolling in. They add an incredible free agent acquisition. I think I'm going to say Snoop, but that's not what I'm going to say. I'm going to say the free agent acquisition that we were most excited about joining No Limit was when Mystical joined No Limit. Because y'all have no idea. Y'all think that Mystical was hot when Shake Your Ass and Danger and all of that stuff. You had no idea how hot Mystical was as a rapper in South Louisiana at the point that he popped up on You Don't Want to Go to War yeah. with me and X. Yeah. I remember we listened to it. It was like, Miss Cool With No Limit now. Miss Cool was everything, right? So the, the roster's complete. You're on top of the world. You're selling records. Shows are being sold out, and mm-hmm. you decide, I want to go to the NBA. Yeah. How in the fuck do you decide you want to go to the NBA now after you've built? It was yeah. it, it was literally at this yeah. point – Bad boy, Death Row had kind of faded off a little yeah, bit. Pop yeah, was gone. Yeah. Uh, Snoop was out of here, really, because Snoop yeah. joined the Y'all label. Yeah. It was really Bad Boy, No Limit at this yeah. point. And mm. you decide, I'm gonna go back and trade and, and do the basketball thing. Well, how, well, how you make yeah, that decision? Well, you
1: know, people don't realize like I played with a lot of those guys: Gary Payton, Jason Kidd. Uh, growing up, basketball was my life, and I was in shape to be a pro athlete. And I mean, if you was in Baton Rouge, you could find us in L S U every day. I guess. I
0: see y'all in the rec, I would see y'all yeah. at the catch 'em.
1: Yeah. I see y'all all over and, the place. And people don't realize I had got myself back into pro basketball shape. Mm-hmm. I was training with John Lucas and Oh, really? Yeah, I was training with John Lucas and uh Going at it every day. Me, Baron Davis, Catino, Mobley, Steve Francis. My game just was where it needed to be at. Derek Anderson, Ryan Mercer. Mm-hmm. It was like, uh, man. Everybody was like Sam Cassell. They was like, man, you should be in the league, right? You know. And I, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna just go. I'm gonna give it a shot. So I got myself, and all the way, you know, I started. Once I started training with John Lucas, I knew. You guys don't know John Lucas, uh, ex NBA coach. Right now, is down in Houston. Yeah,
0: I believe he's still doing life coaching and basketball coaching and things like that. Was working with Jamarcus Russell for a little while, a big time name in basketball. He's
1: probably one of the best trainers in the world to yeah. get to get you ready for the lead. Mm. And uh, I, I, every day. I'm out there working with him, and I said I wanted to get myself all the way right. He said, "Well, okay, this is what you need to do." Mm-hmm. When I got to that level, I knew I was ready. Right. And and I said I'ma just take this on, on, on my own. Right. And uh, so that summer league came. So back then you had to get on the summer team. Yeah. So I got on one of these summer teams. A lot of NBA coaches and stuff came through. And uh, once they sent me to the summer league, I did real good. Mm-hmm. And then they invited me to training camp. Mm-hmm. So if you wasn't good enough the first day, you're getting cut in right. training camp. Right. Like You're never going to make it through that. Right. And, uh, I mean, man, I was in top shape. I made it through training camp, and I'm like, I'm on my way to the league. Right, right, Now I'm about right, right. to do something that's never been done before. Mm-hmm. I don't think nobody from an entertainment perspective, especially basketball, have ever, you know, no, got a pro no. uniform.
0: That, that's, and, yeah, that's, I mean, that's
1: like, I mean, no. You, yeah. think of, you
0: think of Drake fucking making the Lakers right now? It's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, not that I can think of, yeah. Yeah,
1: so it was like a lot of hard work, but it was my love and my passion, and I, I was able to, to to actually make that happen, And it was like. I How far did you
0: actually get? Did you ever actually see minutes? Um,
1: oh yeah, you. I mean, they got highlights. They Toronto just did a big thing on me, mm-hmm. and uh, Charlotte for the All Star game this year. You're gonna see a lot of my highlights. Mm-hmm. Like I went I went at it with a lot of the big time players. That Who'd you cook a lot. I want to know who you a cooked. Lot. I cooked a lot of people. Oh, like
0: like give me a give me a name of of somebody who you walked off that court when they was like, mm,
1: man, you know he what? You actually got game. You know what? You could just pull up the footage and, and go. I'm just telling you that. I a,
0: want a name of somebody that you cooked
1: and you was like, this boy ain't that bad. Give me like who like any, it was a lot of them mm. that I felt like you got man. The best you of them. wait up. How much you making? <laughs> <laughs> like you know and. Yeah. I mean it was tough back then. True. And I ain't gonna I ain't gonna lie, like we even had a couple of fights, but I ain't gonna put no names out, you know. Yeah, you fights? Yeah. Who'd you fight? I ain't gonna say nothing P, Pete, give me a give me a hit. <laughs> it, what era is a, a couple of guys that top guards that yeah You had to fight with Yeah because Coach told us Whatever happened in the gym Stay in the gym Maybe I think Coach wanted Somebody to get beat up So Right you know, so we you had, had to fight with Chris Childs What year was Nah this? man Me and Chris Childs was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Childs had them hands though Okay Kobe no. Okay. Kobe got the two piece Spicy Popeyes and a biscuit Chris Child Bing bang, bang. Um, I almost got into it With Kobe before Really At the Lakers facility Why is that Lamar kind of Cooled it all when was this? Was this the time that you were like playing? Yeah, right, like a little bit after. A little bit so a little bit after you were playing, why
0: would you? Why would you be and Kobe Bryant be getting into something?
1: I mean, you know how Kobe is. The Lakers is his facility, so right. It was just one of those things. He that's that's his place, which it was. But you know. So you. So it wasn't nothing. Like it wasn't no series. It was. Like, oh no, no. But you
0: and Kobe almost y'all had some words. We
1: had we had a couple words. Who had the who had more words? You or him? My, I, I really don't have that many words when it get to that. Wow. So, so, Kobe, so
0: you think and you think in this moment, so you had words with Kobe. What, do you remember what this was basically over? Now
1: it, was, it was that, you know, I mean, at that time, you know, Kobe, he, everything about the Lakers. I mean, we into the Lakers. We out here in L.A. Yeah, so it's Lakers. like, we yeah, everybody is like, but you know, when things don't go your way and then you, you know, you shut it down. What wasn't going his way? It, it wasn't nothing. It was it on the court? It was just like, you know, a little small talk. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? So, because we we're coming at ball all the time. It was like in the summertime at the lake. Oh, so
0: y'all playing them. So you know, here's the thing: what people understand about basketball culture. You know, I hoop a lot, play a lot of basketball, all over the city. Yeah. Sometimes it just happens. Yeah. yeah. For whatever reason, uh-huh. sometimes it just happens. It don't. It, you don't have to be. Everybody knows around town. I'm not like a. I'm not a tough guy. I'm not looking. But sometimes. Uh-huh. It happens. Sometimes yeah. you're cooking somebody, and they yeah. get tired of getting scored on.
1: Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm gonna tell you the craziest thing. What before I let you go though, yeah. real quick. Yeah. This Kobe thing.
0: Yeah. So Lamar. Oh, so you and Kobe are getting into it because I know you have a relationship with Lamar Odom going back pretty yep. far. Yeah. So Lamar Odom gets between you guys, or Lamar Odom tells somebody to chill.
1: He probably told him to chill. Mm. Who did tell yeah. to chill? It was Kobe, huh? probably. <laughs> he said, Kobe, <laughs> chill out. You don't want these third world calio problems, man. No, man, but it was like, we was cool, and then... Y'all good now, though. Yeah, yeah, Kobe, yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, man, Kobe is a man. I mean, come on. That's yeah. Kobe Bryant. You yeah, know what I'm sure. saying? But I think the the craziest thing with uh, Anthony Mason when I was playing with the Hornets. Yeah. Me and Anthony Mason. That's how we ended up being cool. Like, we really got into it, because... Anthony Mason is huge. Yo. <laughs> Let me
0: tell y'all something. If you had to make a list of niggas you wasn't trying to fuck yeah. with in the NBA. So God rest <laughs> the dead, first yeah, of all. Anthony yeah, God Mason, rest the, the dead, the Point man. forward, the dude was a great player. If you had to make a list of yeah. dudes that you wasn't trying to fuck with from fucking 93 on, yeah. the top five would be Charles Oakley <laughs> would be in there, but Anthony <laughs> yeah. Mason would Definitely being there, so
1: I think that's why Charlotte cut me. You think Charlotte end. cut you because you got into with an Anthony Mason? Yeah, because the GM told me by Bass, he says everybody's scared of Anthony Mason. I'm even scared of Mason. Why are you not scared of? Him? <laughs> I like, sir, I'm not scared of no man. Right? Because what what happened was in practice, Mason don't like nobody to touch him. Right. And so you know once you say that to me I'm coming straight for you. Right. And so he was like he was like little man when I get in the back I'm gonna put these hands <laughs> on you. So you know me I'm squared up I'm ready, You're ready, so, ready to go. So, he was like man I like you we end up being friends after that. Yeah, so it man. was like but you know I play hard I just play tough. Yeah. And and you know getting to Toronto we had a lot we had a couple of little problems out there but me and Charles Oakley was So you
0: had Charles Oakley, so...
1: Me and Charles Oakley was cool. We was like, we was...
0: Because at this point, Oak is with them. Yeah. So basically, you just going back and all the old Knicks, the most fucking dangerous, aggressive team.
1: (laughs) Man, me and Charles Oakley was like, we... If y'all seen us back then, you'll probably say, man, Mm -hmm. they trouble... You know what I'm saying? Word.
0: Y'all was running the streets or on the basketball
1: court. <laughs> oh, on the basketball court, we was going hard, but we was just hanging tough. Right. You know what I'm saying? We in Canada. You know, we we taking our you know meal money. We shooting dice. We just wild. <laughs> 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 we, we just having fun, man. Like just like hood dudes that's enjoying the ride. But but you know, sometimes people test you. Even Oakley got test. You know, by some players, he stood up and did what he had to do, which I wouldn't have did that if I was a couple players. But uh, there are stories of Oakley, <laughs> like there are
0: stories of Oakley straight slapping grown yeah. men. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's actually a video on YouTube, not of him slapping the guy, of the guy trying to get to Oak after I think he has been slapped, yeah. and Oakley just trying to shoot his free throws in practice. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So I, you you have you 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 witness altercations and stuff like that?
1: Just say that. Oakley is a good dude. That's what people don't realize. Mm-hmm. Genuinely. A lot of people just mess with you, and they'll get you to that point. But I've been around him when some things happen, but he he handled it like, like – because – so you got to realize when you're from the streets and now you're playing basketball, people just want to show you how tough they is, and, right. and they don't know that you're really from them. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, he just – it's a, it's a cause and effect, people don't realize, even in basketball. Because in basketball, they tell you back then, I don't know about now, but back then, whatever happened in the gym, stay in the gym. Stay in the gym. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's how it's supposed to be. Right. It makes you tougher, you know, I mean, especially the players you're playing against.
0: Mm-hmm. Especially with, with the way we play down, yeah. down there. Because yeah. the way we play down there, I, I came to California. I remember the first time I was in the gym in California. I'm playing. Uh, the guy goes up, and I follow him, and he goes, and one. I'm like, yeah. interesting. I'm like, y'all play and ones and pickup games on you. Yeah, yeah. Like, so yes. that means you throw the, you go and ones, throw the ball up. Yeah. Like down in Louisiana, we get it out the motherfucking mud. Yeah,
1: yeah. You ain't getting no yeah, and ain't ones. Ain't no and ones. Like you, you, you coming you, home with a bunch of red weapons on your Like we getting it out the mud. Yeah, like know, we. It yeah, you is know, what, different. to be honest with you, we just was taught to play tough because we know this is probably the only way we could make it. work out of here. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I played with Adele Echoes, which probably was one of the toughest Baton Rouge basketball players yeah, I've seen. Sure. And uh, uh, Mike Harden. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 I, yeah, so yeah. it was like, I done played against some real tough guys that when it come to basketball, mm-hmm. you know, the Jaron Jackson's. Uh, wow. That, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. you know, I played on that AAU team with them. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you got to be tough. Like, you ain't going out that gym mm-hmm. crying. Right. Like, you better come. I feel you. come ready to, ready to go to walk. You know? so, so,
0: at this point, there, there comes a point to where you know, No Limit was a, a staple situation, and then it seems like rap music kind of changed. Yeah, and the roster of
1: No Limit, y'all lose Mystical
0: Snoop comes and Healy's yeah. and stuff like that.
1: But we, but the thing about it, we didn't lose nobody. Like No Limit always been like a university. You come, you graduate, you go do your own thing. That's just it. I mean, we all kept good relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't stop nobody. I didn't say nobody owed oh, me nothing. You could go and check, ask some guys. When it was time to go, I just let them go. I could have been like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that,
0: I mean, so, because you hear a lot of stories. I was going to ask you two things, and I'll ask you the yeah. second one um, later. But when we, you hear stories about, like, relationships, even even with Diddy. Yeah. You have artists. I remember when the Locks left uh, left Bad Boy, they went on a whole radio campaign.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I'm not saying anything about that. Obviously, I wasn't in those rooms. I don't know what happened. Yeah. But they said... That um, they had issues with Puff based yeah. upon him owning their masters or holding on to their work or yeah. something like that. I get the way business goes or whatever like that. Was any of that stuff happening? I
1: ain't over never, in the I ain't, we ain't never had nothing like that. But the sad part about it how come you don't, you're hearing about Puffy or Suge? Uh, whoever, how come you don't hear that about the Jimmy Ives and all that, all the masters mm. and all the stuff that they don't like? Even those guys right now, you never hear a story, you never hear artists say nothing about none of those guys. Why? They, have they ever hung out with them? Have they ever took took care of them? No, they only gave them what they owed them. And I, that's the sad part about this, the, the music industry. You know, when you a celebrity and you doing your thing, it's always pointing the finger at that person. Right. You can't keep pointing the finger at who the company guy is because he paid his way. What about all these guys that own from Warner Brothers to Atlantic? To, you don't even know their names. I ain't never heard an artist make a rap song about none of them. I ain't never heard them say that they took their money. I mean, wh- where your money at? They mm-hmm. just leave and go to another label. Why do you
0: think that is? Why don't? Why? Why are people so quick to call out the Puffs and the
1: and the Shugs? Because, whatever, because to be honest with you, because... They are business people, so you can connect to them. But the people who really, who probably owe you money or something, you never said nothing about it. So they just move on. It's almost like athletes. When the athletes get robbed by, like, all these different financial people and all that stuff, they don't even say, we, we don't even know. Because you, they just go to another one. Right. But but anybody in the entertainment business that end up getting to be famous, you know, you're going to, a uh, uh, African-American or whatever, mm-hmm. you're going to punt the finger at them. Right. Without not, but it's just business. Even if you got what you owe, they're not going to keep it up. They're just not going to say, you spent your money. So my thing is right now, what I do deals with people. I say, you know what? Let's do 50-50 deals. If we got a dollar, I get 50 cents, you get 50 cents. What I do with my 50 cents, it's my business. Mm-hmm. What you do with yours, you want to go to strip club, blow your money 10 years later, you ain't got nothing. That's on you. Mm-hmm. But don't get mad at me because you had the same 50 cent that I had. Mm-hmm. And that's the way we're going to change the game because a lot of those guys, they sign them deals. They come up looking for people. Oh, I don't want no money. I just I want to break. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing that? Right. So I don't print the finger at Puff or whoever. you know. I'm just saying whatever was up on that paper, if they give you that money, then they give you that money. Right. Some of my artists, they never said I overpaid artists. I think I overpaid a lot of artists. You, you know? think you overpaid a lot of artists? How, how, how do you mean? All right, you go back and look in Baton Rouge. A lot of guys, I brought houses, cars, and gave money to that. That was that, something that we heard a lot of. Yeah, and they probably didn't sell that many records after the record came out. Right. But I didn't go back to be like, you know, mm-hmm. and go look at any other company executives. They're not going to do that. hmm they looking oh, how many records you sold? This is what it is. They're not looking at the big picture, mm-hmm. and I, I and I think that we got to stop that putting each other down. When you know you got to get your business together. That's what I did. I, I mean I don't, I can't get mad if somebody tell me one thing and 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 then next week they make more off it. Just give me whatever you're supposed to give me. Right. You know. I if i do a deal with sugar skull right now and i sell it for a billion dollars mm-hmm. to like the igo or beam or whatever mm-hmm. if they give me a billion dollars and they make five billion what i'm gonna do I, I took the billion right no i feel you and that's that that being whatever it is in black and white you know we make this stuff out of stories that i think is it,
0: worthless what what I feel like sometimes what happens is that like if an artist feels unfulfilled by some deal that they signed mm-hmm. If the person that gave them the deal is from our same community
1: mm-hmm. Then they weaponize the community yeah. to
0: get on the person But you really don't like- have
1: to spend time with, with nobody if you're doing business like that Like I mm-hmm. I like I, I make it that I want to have people around me That I like Right. And I want to do business with people that I like. Right. You know, a lot of these big companies from Def Jam to all those guys, they're not spending no time with, with none of these artists. They're not eating with these artists. They're probably never going to see them unless they pop and sell a million records. All right. Let's be honest. Yeah. We on the front line because we love our people. Right. And and people still can't appreciate that. Hmm.
0: Something I always wanted to, to ask you if I got a chance to interview because I want to know whether or not, we made this up in our head. Mm-hmm. or Whether or not this was a real thing. At the height of both record labels, was there ever a no-limit cash money rivalry? Never. 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 We're too close.
1: It was crazy. It it's crazy because <laughs> we— like would, people made that up. Think about it. It's, we, it's, it's, it's
0: crazy because it, we, we, we would—I don't know why. I, was, I remember one time— Another God Rest there, Dead, Soldier Slim, yeah. was on both labels at one point. Yeah. And I remember we would even take that as, yo, Soldier then left. He, he not mad. No, he, he would blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And in our heads, it, we were we were all thinking that there was some reason why we never saw you got any
1: over. Yeah, but we'll see what people don't realize... Even with Soldier Slim, he never was on Cash Money. He always hung out with BG and and Juvenile, you know, because they're from the Magnolia. Mm -hmm. It was just surprising because think about it. Once you got a certain amount of artists, everybody can't. It's 20 different people on each side. By us signing Soldier Slim, it was just like, you know, we from the Cali, so that might have looked like. But that's going to show you. You got to imagine. We was always rooting for Cash Money. On the sideline, and I feel like they always was rooting for us. I'm just telling you, like with us, you gotta imagine me. If it wasn't for rap a lot, it wouldn't be no Cash Money or No Limit. But Shout if it to was, yeah, and I'm gonna tell you something. What Jay showed the game in the South, I was just took it and say, I'm gonna inflate it now because I'm a young dude. I'm out here running. I'm on my game. I own my company. I'm telling you. Straight up from me. If you, if I was ever in a city and it was probably cash money, they had problems with somebody. Who you think we was gonna help? I'm gonna help them. Then they from my town. Like right. yeah, yeah, it yeah. never was like that. It's just certain things we didn't see eye to eye on mm-hmm. because we from two different places. Right. Two different sides. Probably like in Baton Rouge, you know, like uh, Glen Oaks, the yeah. bottom. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, you what know? What <laughs> like Glen Oaks, they get with you the know, bottom. Just like, just the like bottom just, they get with the park. Yeah. Just, South Baton Rouge, Yeah. Gardea, Gardea, yeah. You know, just with yeah. was, was, yeah. was
1: little Tommy, Tommy, Tommy Brown from yeah, Gardea. yeah, yeah, for so, so, yeah. Like, which is blowing up now. But I'm just saying, it don't mean that. But I bet. If they went to another town and they all, bro, you know it's funny. <laughs> I saw
0: so people don't know. I went to McKinley High School. Yeah, we have a death rivalry in McKinley High School with a school called Capital. Capital High, the dirtiest, fucked up school yeah. in the whole city of Baton Rouge, right? Do we, we like Capital versus McKinley? is seriously The game is played at Memorial Stadium because we're not going in they stadium and they're not yeah, coming in ours. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Actually, I think they might play their home games because their school is so shitty at Memorial Stadium. But Brandon Bass, you know Brandon Bass? Yeah. Brandon Bass went to Capitol.
1: Yeah.
0: I see Brandon Bass in Beverly Hills out here Yeah, and I'm happy to see him. Oh, yeah. Like, I see Brandon Bass in Beverly Hills out here. I'm like, I'll, I'll pass bomb. I'll, I'll throw the photo down at him and he pull, he rolls up and he goes, hey, man, where you from? And I said I'm from McKinley, and
1: we just both laughed because we're not in Baton Rouge. Nah, man. To be honest with you, like I'm to to see Cash Money, to see them, you know, get where they at. I'm I'm happy for them. Like you know, like like you say, you see them somewhere. You like, okay, yeah. Some more dudes made it from our hometown. You know what I'm saying? And it's like we're just not. If you look at it, somebody told me this other day. Say you guys has never been that social with everybody like I've never been a person to hang out with a bunch of artists yeah. Not, that just ain't me so it wasn't wasn't like it wasn't like
0: because I never saw because the look was always the well, it was always like man when we gonna get like a record that's like the big time fe- big time is featuring Master P or Master P yeah. fucking featuring the big time was, uh, or what a really would have shut down the whole south would have been a true yeah. and hot boys record yeah. it wasn't that you necessarily
1: had a Issues with hanging out with them. It was just that you, you No know, Limit, was kind of a self-contained type. I of mean, to be honest with you, it helped us get to be where we're at now because we don't have enemies and all these other people. Because You, you got to imagine a lot of those guys that you see that used to hang out, then they're probably enemies now. Yeah. You know it's sad but that just that just the way it is. Mm-hmm. And I, I just feel like we just we were some people, we have been through a lot, we come from a struggle and we just mind our own business and right. we enjoy life with each other. All right. You know what I'm saying? All and right. I just think that was that was cool for us knowing that you got real love and real loyalty around you so you ain't got to be looking over your shoulder, you know, it was we all we got. That sure. and that, that was our model. We all we got. It was just us.
0: How important because you mentioned
1: uh, rap
0: a lot. Yeah. And I'm, I'm searching my brain. I want to misspeak. I don't think that UGK was with rap a lot. Um, but uh, I know that everybody down in South Texas was kind of under the same thing in terms of the culture. Mm-hmm. And I've been going back and listening to Oh No Limit just because it's on title and I can get to it. And I yeah. can listen to it. How important was UGK? Oh, they to, were, to to the rise of No Limit because I'm hearing them when I think of Kick and uh, I think of all these different records that uh, I'm listening to uh, really to both people Cash Money and No Limit
1: UGK was all over everything yeah so my thing with UGK was I had got real big into the game and I was like rooting for them too so I ended up putting them on music right. you know with me and 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 we end up building a relationship to where it's like you know I wanted to see them win, and you know how it goes sometime with you know things happening, and you see it, but you u g k was probably one of the strongest talents in the south too, mm-hmm. so you gotta you gotta take your head off to that right. you know, but you gotta imagine them back then, the drugs and all that and the drinking and the syrup. Mm-hmm. It, it also had them a little wilding at the same it time. It was wild. <laughs> they were, rest in know, peace, Pepsi, yeah, man. Re, yeah, rest in peace, man, because uh, DJ Screw, man, like, people don't know the whole syrup thing. DJ Screw used to have icebox full of syrup. Mm. And when he died, it was kind of like, you know, you thought that people would Wake change. it stop. But, man, it's almost, it almost just got crazier. To where well, everybody just start doing I knew, it. I knew that it was going to be an epidemic when
0: I saw Justin Bieber yeah. drinking on some fucking— I mean, because the, the reality is I was in college in the late 90s. I was in college. I got to the Louisiana Tech in 98. Got to yeah. Southern
1: in two thousand. Yeah. what I mean,
0: and everybody was on the thing. It wasn't even a thing that you know yeah. what I mean. Was, you you drink a little and whatever. You went to Southern.
1: Yeah, all right. And you so, Jay Tweezy over there.
0: Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jay Tweezy for season. Jay Tweezy for season with the hot boys. Like like, come on. We have a box box and shake, shake it. Um, the, the 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 whole deal. So, but I'm, but like, when. It blew up. It's weird to watch something go from something that happens in Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, whatever, and then watch a pop star with a double cup, and Mm -hmm. now you have an actual epidemic of an opiate being everywhere and kids drinking on it,
1: and it continuing. Man, but you don't realize all the people we know that died that wasn't stars. Like, this thing took out a lot of good dudes from the South like that I knew like I was like man and that's that's why I never was into it it's like I watch a lot of good dudes because it it makes some of them angry and mad yeah <laughs> you know yeah, they'll yeah, start yeah, doing yeah. stuff they'll start turning up and mm-hmm. next thing you know they either got killed or, uh, or overdose. right you know, well, so. How, how did the Snoop thing come about?
0: Well, we always wonder about that. That, well, was, that was a wild card right there. Snoop, if you guys don't know, we go doing a little history lesson. Snoop ended up signed with No Limit ninety seven ninety eight. 97, 98. Yeah, yeah, This is coming off Snoop at one point being the biggest rapper in the world. Yeah. Um, with Death Row, had some issues with Suge, left the label, signed with No Limit. Yeah. Was a big acquisition. How did you guys end up get, getting Snoop?
1: Well, I mean, we knew Snoop wasn't happening. And we invited him to come be a part of the No Limit movement, mm-hmm. and and he was down. He was like, man, you know? I hollered at Suge and said, because I knew that that he was trying to 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 uh, sell Snoop rights at that time. Mm-hmm. And Snoop was ready to go. And I, I asked him, I said, how much? My money don't spend? And, you know, and I... Y'all made a deal. We made a deal, and then and, and, uh, it was history from there. High and, deal or low deal? No, nah, it was it was a good deal. All it right. was a good deal for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was a good deal. It was a good deal for everybody. Everybody won. You know, Snoop won. We won. You know, Suge won. So it was like, and back yeah. then, you know, you didn't hear very many.
0: And I don't know Suge not at all. But you didn't yeah. hear very many. I not, I wouldn't I wouldn't say positive, but you never heard. I did I did business with Suge, and it was easy. And you, yeah. you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you, don't hear me, you don't hear me. Very many people say that nah. about Shook at that point, but you didn't seem to have any issues with him.
1: No, nah, I did. It's all good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think Snoop on No Limit worked?
1: Yeah, yeah. It it, it was different. Uh, we know that Snoop. We we let Snoop make his own music because, mm-hmm. you know. But he got in there with K. L. and made some some big records. Yeah, also, man. also with C. Classic, yeah, yeah, he with him Walk and C. For my niggas. Him, him and C. And uh, that record probably still one of the biggest records in the streets right now. Yeah, bro. You know, and, it, and you
0: you you don't even. It's one of those records where you don't even need the lyrics. Yeah, the 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 the, the beat comes on yeah. and you know what they mean. Yeah. LeBron James when he was <sighs> When he was going through his whole situation and he was yeah. blah, 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 they was warming up to that yeah. as a show of solidarity. Yeah. And everybody knew yeah. what, what, what they meant. So yeah. it, it still lives on, man.
1: Yeah, no. Nah, I got I to get LeBron a new song. No, I just made a song called We Did It uh-huh. so we ever win the finals. I'm about to get them that record because that, <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what they need. They starting to play the song for graduations. We and did it. So that song. That's you it. and
0: who? Who's on that
1: record? Uh, so it's me, is uh, yo got it for real? And uh, I mean, man, I'm telling you right now, I found one of the the nicest female artists in the game. Like she, I got. I I don't, I, I want to surprise you with this because I I just want you to. You're going to be like... She knew.
0: Yeah. Because the, the female the, the female artist that you guys had in the past, I still think is one of the top five female rappers of all time.
1: Mia X. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mia X, Mia X is a legend. I, I was
0: listening to... Uh, I'm telling you but been listening to all this shit I was listening to Free Coast. Yeah And you talk about All of these chicks That come in And yeah. they sing now Yeah, Mia X sings her verse In that yeah. song
1: really Yeah, You know what I'm saying yeah. And that was
0: happening then Mia,
1: Mia X was ahead of her time Way ahead of she, her time She built one of the biggest Female fan bases Because nobody was Keeping it real like that Yeah Yeah So shout out to Mia X man But like, you're not gonna tell me Who you got now I ain't gonna I'm gonna show you Because I want you to be like You want me to be blown away Yeah you so how, how, how important is music still to you? It's, it's important. Uh, I was talking to, you know, my daughter, Symphonique. Mm-hmm. She's working on a big project. Uh, I was talking to Marcus Clay. Like, he got big music. So the brand we have is all youngsters, you know, like all youngsters with, with, with Tommy Brown. Uh, Symphony You said Tom Brown's Clay, Out of Baton Rouge Out of Baton Rouge And uh, Marcus Clay is out of Houston I think he could be The next Kendrick Lamar Like he just He a spitter yeah. You know And uh, There's a big rapper In Baton Rouge I don't know You ever heard of Adam Dollars Yeah Adam Dollars Is yeah. crazy bro Alright I'm, I'm gonna go check him out
0: a- Adam Dollars Out of Baton Rouge Is uh, crazy Got like a lyrical flow But Baton Rouge Is bro really He's coming up In terms Bat of rap. Baton
1: Rouge Is the hot spot I'm telling you man I'm Tommy Brown. That's the only thing I'm going to say. Tommy mm. Brown. Gardea. Yeah.
0: I'm telling you, if you, if you say Gardea, that's where I'm from. Yeah. Gardea. Yeah. i the subdivision. Yeah. So G-line. you know. G. know. Yeah, man. You well, Gard- you G-line. better get up
1: on this, then. I'm
0: on it, bro. All uh, right. So, now, P is a father, right? Yeah. Um. Seems like, you know, right now, the thing with you is you got two kids right yeah. obviously we know Symphonique we know yeah. Romeo yeah. these are success stories yeah. um, and now Hersey uh, and Mercy Miller yeah. who are incredible young basketball players yeah. following in dad's footsteps in, in that right they're, not, they're yeah. not messing with no music are they they're
1: athletes
0: student athletes yeah. student
1: athletes student yeah. athletes
0: what do you what do you want for their careers
1: I, I just want them to go to college and then that whatever happened after that happened, I want them to be able to go to college. Like, mm-hmm. because going to college, anything could happen. Right. You know, I want them to get education. Like, that's... That's already in the, the cost for Hersey. He's already yeah. getting offers, right? Yep, he's getting offers. And, I mean, Mercy is doing this thing. Like, he is really, you know, people respecting their basketball game. Right. So, I mean... I Just like their work ethics, but they're not gonna just lean on just basketball. I want them to know economics I want them to understand the importance of education because once they successful no matter what what it is I want them to be able to have something to fall back on. I watch a lot of athletes man They do not know what's going on in life Like they just lost after basketball. They have nothing else to do and I think that's sad because if you look at look at the Joan Elway, those guys after sports, after football, and and being an athlete, they was able to go run corporations and do other different things. You yeah. can't play sports forever. So right. that's what I tell my kids. I don't care what anybody else say. You cannot play sports forever. Mm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you're not gonna be able to run that fast, jump like that. I can't jump the way I used to. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I see you that? on the gram running <laughs> though. I see yeah, you on Hershey getting your yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, yeah. yeah. I got back into it doing my 90 day challenge. It helped me help me get stronger. Mm-hmm. Back to you feeling good because I tell you all the time, health is wealth. Right. But I want my kids to know which. I don't know how other people raising their kids. I want my kids to know that you gotta have some brains too. You get some money, you need to know what to do with it. All right. I feel you.
0: Yeah. So. Do you – what would – so you have two sons and they,
1: they yeah. you have, you know, be sons at mercy, mercy mercy is 12, 12 and then Hersey is 16. So one is in the sixth grade one in the ninth grade.
0: So when – what if – and they both can play. Yeah. I'm not even going to talk them up. If you guys want to see it, go put in Mercy Miller, Hersey Miller, and you're going to see it. If you know basketball, you know the kids can play, so you can go see that for yourself. What if they couldn't play? What if you what if they really wanted to play basketball, but it just wasn't
1: there? I let them know. You need, to, you need to go chill out. Like, this ain't for you. Go, do, go find something else. I mean, to be honest with you, like, uh-huh. I like people that's real. That's how that's what I was taught. Like right. me and my homeboys, we just keep it real. Me and my dad keep it real. My grandfather kept it real with me. You know what, son, that ain't for you. Right. Find something else. And I think that's the best way you got to be with kids. I mean, a lot of celebrities and athletes the they think that their kids could do certain things. If they can't, you know, encourage them on the things that they're good at because everybody has some type of talent. Right, yeah, and yeah. that's that's what I do. I support my kids in whatever talents they have. Right. And they just don't have to play basketball. They just don't have to do music. Do what you love. But my my other daughter, she's an architect. Like, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, like, okay. like I don't I support her in that. Like you don't have to be an entertainment business in my family. Like mm-hmm. I'm supporting you with whatever talent you have. Yeah. So because you got to love something. Like, Hershey and Mercy wouldn't be that good if they didn't love this. Because mm-hmm. you wouldn't put no time in. Because think about it, You're not living the way I live. I grew up in private. I had to be tough. Something else have to drive you. If you look at Steph Curry. Steph Curry didn't. I played on the team with Steph Curry, dad. Yeah. So, I used to see Steph Curry Who and all the. better? Who's Steph or Dale? I mean, to be honest with you, Dale was a monster back then. But nobody. You don't have social media. Right. You can't see it right now. Like... Dale used to be in practice and never miss. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to push him or something. Right. You ain't gonna just, He ain't gonna. He gonna go crazy on you. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I'm saying? So, but but Steph has taken what his dad had and took it to another level. And I, I, I read the story, and the story was
0: about, <clears throat> you know, Steph's around thirty now, but yeah. there were still situations in the past to where. He would go to these big camps. Yeah. He would go to these big camps, right? And he would go to these big camps. And he was never the guy at the camp that people came to see.
1: Yeah.
0: Ever. With yeah. the guys that were around his age range, Steph yeah. was the smallest, Steph was whatever. And there was a guy, I can't remember his name, you guys can Google the story if you want. They asked him, they were like, of the kids at this at this camp, yeah. who do you think is gonna be the biggest success story? And he said, I'm crazy for saying this. But I think it's gonna be Stephen Curry. Yeah. And they were like, why do you think that? He was like, the reason why I think that it was gonna be that, that it's gonna be Steph is because I watched the kids warm up. Yeah. And when I'm watching the kids warm up, he's like, I was watching kids that had their 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 headphones on, they yep. were shooting around, and yeah. basically playing one on one. Yeah. He said, Meanwhile, on the other side of the court, Curry was by himself. Yeah. He was by himself and he had a whole pregame routine, shooting routine yeah. that he was going for, yeah. going through at game speed. Yeah. He was running off little fake yeah. curls. He was yeah. shooting. Yeah. He was at the free throw line. <laughs> yeah. Steph had to swish yeah. twenty in a row before yeah. he left the free throw yeah. line. No rim. You know what yeah. I mean? And so, and he's going through that whole thing. Mm-hmm. He's ringing wet with sweat before they even started. And the guy was like. If he has one shred of basketball talent, which mm-hmm. he obviously does, yeah. he's gonna find a way
1: to make it to to, to make it yeah. because of the time that he was putting and, in, and that's that's why I stick with my kids through this. So I go in the gym with them. If they shooting a shot and we getting ready to leave, uh-huh. they can't leave till they. Make the last shot, and right. I it like trips me out because I'm like, man, I gotta go. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. They might be at half court shooting or something. They right. not leave it out there, and it's like they dedicated and they passionate about it. And that's what I like about Steph Curry. I tell my kids all the time, if you putting that work in. Is what you doing when nobody watches. Like like people watching me on Instagram. It ain't what I'm doing on Instagram, it's what I'm doing to get to where I'm at now, what I'm doing when the camera's not on. Yeah. And that's what I tell anybody that's trying to make it. It's what you do when that camera's not on. Mm-hmm. It's gonna is gonna guarantee your success.
0: Um, everything good with, your, with 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 C, everything.
1: Yeah, he 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 hanging in there. They mm-hmm. uh they just moved him, you know, so he's down there where where uh Mac at. So I think he's Hunts? getting a fresh, yeah, he's getting a fresh thought.
0: Yeah, my, my, um, it's, it's something that, you know, especially down in Louisiana, we, <clears throat> we deal with a lot, having somebody that's incarcerated, yeah. and, you know, uh, for me, I had a, uh, one of my best friends, really, one of my brothers, was, uh, did 25, 30 years. Yeah. Think about that. I yeah. mean, actually, he was sentenced to 25, 30 years. He did about 17, 18, came home a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. Um, you've had so much success. Yeah. Is it hard dealing with that situation,
1: knowing that your 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 brother's yeah, away? Yeah, it, it, it hurts, and because I think the, the the worst part about it because you know he innocent, you know that they have surveillance footage, mm-hmm. and they also have a confession from one of the guys that was there, right. And they they just didn't want that person, you know. And I mean, C did a lot of crazy stuff in his time, but he didn't do this. So he's Word. not like that's an angel. That's a
0: hell of a thing to fucking say. Yeah,
1: yeah. So. This, one, is, this yeah, one he didn't do. Yeah, and so that's how God works sometimes. Yeah. You know, like, uh, we know he's not an angel, but we also know he's not guilty on this. Right. And and he's definitely had time to turn his life around. And, you know, I talked to him the other day. He's talking about what he's going to do for the kids. I mean, if you look at it, You know, it's just, you got, I I told him, I said, man, you just got to get up, put it in God's hand. Whatever God going to do, he going to do it from here. You know, after watching the story with Alton Sterling and Baton Rouge, you know, I'm like, man, sometime when the system wants you, there's nothing you could do about it. You know, and this, this guy lost his life. I mean, he didn't have a gun on him. That's the sad part about yeah. it. If Alton Sterling had a gun, then I'd be like, you know, because it's good cops and it's bad cops. Right. It's good people and bad people. I just think justice should have been served because he didn't have a gun. Right. And then when you see that video, you like, mm-hmm. man, the, the look what happened. I mean, and we we understand, you know, some of us look tough to where. Cops are probably afraid. You know what I'm saying. Right. I didn't had hoods on, but cops like just scared. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I get that part. But if somebody don't have a weapon on them mm-hmm. and you kill them in broad daylight, that's that ain't right. Right. You know what I'm saying. And I and I know sometimes it's the opposite way. Mm-hmm. You know, you have you know guys in the community that's just bad, and they might shoot the police. Right. You know, where well, they should go to jail for that. Right. And vice versa, I, I just feel like that's how it should be. In, 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 uh,
0: New Orleans is New Orleans has had over the last couple of years some really high profile examples of violence that we know has been going on in the city. When you yeah. talk about Joe McKnight. Yeah. Talk about Will Smith. Yeah. Those are two guys, Joe McKnight, who, who uh, went to right out here to SC, but ended up going to playing in the league, and then Will Smith, who was the same for a long time. Yeah. Uh, like in those communities, man, like the ones, a lot of the ones that that. You know where we've we've talked about in this interview like what's the answer? what's the answer to cure some of this some of this violence some of this stuff that's still going on I think
1: I think the people before they walk out their house, you gotta think about other people because you also got to think about you have a family so that that's what keeps me going like even if I got into it with somebody and I realized it's not worth it, you know like you about to have a cause and effect on both families. Uh-huh. Somebody going to prison somebody losing their life, all right? So who won? Nobody right. so it might be Take some of that anger and violence to, to tell somebody. Oh, man. I'm sorry my bad mm-hmm. You know you just taking it with you to to be the toughest uh, show somebody you real you're still getting taken away from your family right. yeah. So you I tell people all the time now you just got to think now you got thankful you react you No, know, some people just reacted mm-hmm. And I think that's why we losing so many lives, cause everybody want to show how tough they is, and and they got a quick reaction. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Do you think we need to change the culture and the music at all? No, nah, cause the music is number entertainment. Like people, you know, people tell me that all the time, you know, like even I'm, me growing up, I used to listen to I C Colors. I'm a nightmare walking psychopath talking. That didn't make make me want to go out and shoot somebody. Mm-hmm. It's just music. Yeah. It's just mood. Like if you got, I think as parents, we got to spend more time with our kids. Right. So even my songs, some of my songs that people from body, body, you know, people look for excuses after they commit a crime. Mm. So we need to stop looking for those excuses and just be real. Take your lick. Mm. If you, you, you think something that bad that you need to do something to somebody, then be prepared to go lay down. Mm. That's it.
0: Um, Global mixed gender basketball. Yes. Yes. You got, first of all, Pete did something that's amazing, rapper lover Lauren. Rap, Lauren is loving this situation <laughs> because we're talking to a rapper over there. Lauren, do you play basketball? No. Why are you say it like that?
1: Good. She seemed like good people. She, she is
0: good people.
1: Just, okay. Yeah. But uh, she she is good
0: people. Do you do, So you don't do sports. You're against that. I'm not against that. Sometimes. Do you know who the Gonzalez twins are? <laughs> <laughs> you need to know who the Gonzalez twins are. Gonzalez twins are two twins. They played at UNLV. They were dope. Dope basketball players. They look good and they play Masterpiece Global Mixed Gender Basketball League, yeah. which is something that you're doing. Co ed basketball. Yeah, if, if, you, if somebody uh, never heard of the league, what's your sales pitch of the Global Mixed Gender uh,
1: Basketball League? Our lead is about empowering women. Like, it's a lot of pro athletes that are females that are not getting paid what they work, and they also, uh, when you look at equal rights, they have no equal rights. Like, why these women are not at that level uh-huh. in basketball? Why we're not praising them the way that we praise praising LeBron or whatever? Because like, even in my league, some of these women are just as good as the men. Mm-hmm. I mean... Cappy Parn Dexter, man. She can go. She could go. I done seen her uh, in our lead do something that guys. She won the she won the the uh 3 perk contest yeah. yep. in our lead. So it's like well, a Shout female. out to
0: Simone Augustus from LSU. I'm not gonna mention this dude. Yeah. I'm not gonna mention his name on this podcast. You know what happened. You got your ass bust by Simone in the wreck. <laughs> we all saw it, you got mad. Like, but you know, this dude was was he was a, a big time basketball player in the city. Yeah. You don't think
1: some of these ladies can go? Nah, they could go. Simone so is a body catcher. Yeah, so we we are constantly adding teams to our lead, and we feel like we're gonna be the next big lead because even the entertainment side and watching the kids come out and girls is giving them motivation to really work on their game to yeah. be, you know, to 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 say that. I could be the best athlete. They don't have to just put a gender uh, male or female. Right. Like you could, you, you're able to see it. And so now we go going to Cuba. Mm. we go going to Cuba for the uh, Global Mixed Genders Olympics. Oh, okay. And uh, you'll be able to see that real soon. It's the first Olympic of mixed gender basketball.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Before I let you out of here, this has been a fantastic conversation. Like I said, something that I wanted to do. Um, big fan of No Limit. I still gotta be honest with you. I don't think y'all push Fiend enough. Come on, man. Fiend, like I don't think, I don't think, like, like, I, like I'm gonna be real with you. I, my, I rank my no limit rappers. Fiend on, on the biggest song to make it say, oh, and he bodied that. Come but, on, Feen has won every family. I was, I was telling my man a couple of days ago. That's one of the hardest albums. Like, yeah, man. Feen, Feen a
1: hard worker yeah, too.
0: Fiend was, was really. One of my favorite Mac was too. Like, oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Mac. Shout out to, to Young Bleed from Baton yeah. Rouge. They, y'all, had, y'all had a y'all had a roster. <laughs> um, I always ask when I'm talking to hip hop heads or, or guys that have contributed to the game. Yeah, I always ask for top fives. Who just your personal? Who's your personal? If you can think of your top five favorite rappers ever.
1: Hmm. Besides us, besides us, he could be y'all. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, my top
0: five. It don't what? have to be not the top five greatest, just yeah. the P's favorite top five that yeah. you're gonna listen to. I
1: would, I would have to say, Scarface. Yeah. Uh, I would have to say, Tupac. hmm I would have to say Biggie. Biggie. I would have to say. Snoop Dogg. Okay, and uh, I would have to say Eminem. Eminem. Yeah, that's a wild card. That's a wild card.
0: I didn't. I didn't. I didn't expect to hear him. Yeah. What What, what about Eminem? Do you appreciate so I much? I just.
1: I just appreciate. It's almost like playing basketball. You don't see too many white kids that can compete. <laughs> 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 it's the truth. Right. I'm just saying, but now you got something that's really right. good. So yeah. you like you can't even look at it no more. But Eminem was one of the first. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was watching the Villanova game uh, number ten. I was like,
0: yeah, Di- Di- Divincenzo, man, right? Dante Divincenzo, man, it's like killing them, killing them, killing them. Like uh, of the new
1: breed. <laughs> yeah, these new rappers out here. Who do you like the most? For me, I definitely like. The Migos The Drakes mm-hmm. uh, Under 30 here like Oh like, under 30 uh, I
0: mean the Migos Are under 30 But just yeah. like An like
1: under 30 rapper Man uh, It's It's a lot man It's just so many Because You don't You don't know Like Who's who Cause it's so many <laughs> like, no, <laughs> they, I'm for they, real. They look the same. Yeah, it's right. it's so many, but it's so many good ones. Like, right? They, it's, it's a strong under thirty crowd. Yeah, you got Uzi. Yeah, you
0: got yeah, all of these different people and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, You're, it's like it's like it don't. I, I I can't really put that in the top five. It's so okay. you know what I'm saying. It's you. it's a lot. Like we didn't have that many back in our time. Nah, nah, not like that. Not like yeah. that. Not like that. Oh, uh, you like Takashi Six Nine? I mean, I like the music. I think I think it's I think it's street, you know, yeah. I think is from what I've seen is some street music that you look at the East Coast. I mean, like be doing this thing. Yeah. You can't, you know what I'm saying? Right. You like So let me tell you what happened. Right. So I talked to uh, one of the ladies at Spotify. and She's like, you know what? All these color hair rappers is in. And I'm like, I never would have thought you would ever be hearing that type of stuff. But it's, <laughs> it's the truth. All right. You know, when you look at it, it's, it's some red hair, some this or that. Uh-huh. It just like, it don't, I mean, from little Pump to, you, it don't even matter no more. It's yeah. like being different yeah. is cool now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like for us, you ain't want to be different. You, right. you know, you just were... Everything was a blend, right? You know, and would, it's you, like would you work with
0: like because uh, like a, a guy like Takashi's got so much controversy and stuff like that. Do you, have you seen anything from him that would
1: say that would make you say you wouldn't work with him? Oh, the the thing about it is everybody got their own lane. So you know, if you look at me back in the days, people would have thought I was different. So I don't like. I think it's just a whole new generation of sound of music. Yeah. So like, I let them be. It, them. You got to let them be them. Like you can't. And if they end up being controversy and they get caught up that's something they got to deal with you got to know when the fame come see that's what i try to show you know younger generation you know like you got to realize that controversy it might be what gets you caught up it might not be worth it in the end like Mm -hmm. i i don't even want the controversy i want the money Mm -hmm. i'm only in it for the money right you know what i'm saying because you gotta you gotta survive you gotta go to store you gotta be with your family that controversy stuff you might as well stay in the In the street game. You know what Mm, I'm saying? So that's what I be hoping that the artists around me get from me. Like, let's try not do that controversial stuff because you never know. Like, that might be your down. You might make it, but that could be your downfall. You know what I'm saying? So think about that. Any artists out there listening to this, you know, you want to try to you know, do whatever it takes to make it. I, I know that social media play a big role now. But also think about how long you want to be doing this. Right. You know, and, and where you want to go at. You want to be able to go places to get bread. You're not going to be able to get bread if you got a lot of controversy. Mm. So those are the type of things you got to think about, okay. you know. And uh, hey, y'all, give it up
0: for Master P, man. Give it up for Master P. Yeah. Full of jewels right here. You got the jewels around his neck and he's dropping the jewels. That's it. We out. Give it up for P, man. Man.